Hello, fellow lobsters. Welcome to the next episode of End of Our Love of Your Culture Season 3. And today we have with us Vinicius Kita. Uh, she's an author. She's a, a, you know, book enthusiast. She's like a book fan. I think, uh, authorpreneur. That's what I would call her because she's been doing a lot of things other than being an author and she's been helping a lot of authors from around the world. And I'm so happy that I was also part of her series that she was running last year. I would like for Ms. Jane to uh, give a formal introduction of Winifred. Winifred, as, or as most know her by as uh, Winnie, um, is an artist, entrepreneur, and Amazon best-selling author of her debut series, The God Sion. Winnie has had a lifelong love of literature and art. She wants to create a beautiful fantasy world with compelling and intriguing characters as a writer. Winnie loves to spread positivity and joy to those around her and look at the world through a glittering pink lens. Can you see the pink behind her uh, audience? So, welcome, Winnie. Let's win it today. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, let's... Uh, you know, get started with the first question. Vinny, uh, you have this uh, blog called Vin's Books where you promote a lot of authors and you have you do a lot of shout outs and all that. So I just wanted to know if you had started Vin's book in the aim of, you know, someday writing your own book and promoting it, or was it started exclusively for promoting other authors and somehow you got into writing yourself? Yes. So Vin's books originally started with me. Um, just promoting my work. And then in 2020, when, as we know, the world shut down, I started seeing a lot of other authors, um, both in person and online, really struggling to connect with other readers and promote their work, um, whether it be because of financial issues, whether it be because they didn't really know how to or it may have been because they didn't know they needed to. Um, they thought, you know, a lot of us, you just publish and then you'll be a bestseller and then you don't have to do any, <laughs> anything else. So um, I really started uh, delving more into what Wins Books is today by um, just sitting at home and seeing all these different um, authors online really needing just promotional work that they could, do um that was free and um wasn't a long hassle and i've always loved community and connecting with people and inspiring others and helping so i i said well i have nothing else to do so let me <laughs> <laughs> so sweet so sweet yes. and i'm i'm taking the best-selling author you said you write it becomes best is it that magical? I, I really am in, uh, really, really curious and genuinely interested in knowing what is what it is being a bestseller, uh, um, author, um, best-selling author, or uh, what it takes to reach there and what it does to the author as a brand uh, later on. Can you share with us, please? Yes. So for me, it takes a lot of marketing. And a lot of marketing. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really for any bestseller. And it just depends on how much marketing you can put forefront. 
-hmm. if you're marketing constantly, if you're marketing a lot, if you're able to get your book out into the world and onto a lot of eyes, Mm -hmm. you have a better chance. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, you can't really predict it because it's all about what the readers decide. If they decide to buy your books, then you have that better chance. But if they read it or they don't like it, or they read the synopsis and you're like, mm, I'm not too sure about this. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really about that. And mm-hmm. I think for some of us um, mm-hmm. who do read or see the bestseller mm-hmm. um, label, mm-hmm. they um, there's different opinions about it, different mm-hmm. views on it, especially when it comes from versus a, a self-published author versus a traditional published author. Um as well as for me, I personally I don't put to the title or the the sticker or button on my um, books to say, oh yes, this is best because I want you to see it without that. Mm-hmm. I I want you to read. I want you to look at it and be like, okay, I love this book. And mm-hmm. then you find out, oh, she also she is a bestseller. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least for me, when I buy books, I don't really personally I don't pay attention to it. Um, because all it means is that a lot of people bought the book. That's, mm. <laughs> that's what it means. It's mm. a bestseller because a lot of people bought the book, but mm. that doesn't mean you're going to automatically love it. Mm. You know, I've read some books that have been bestsellers and they've been bestsellers for years, but mm. they weren't my favorite books. Mm. So, um, it really just depends on the perspective. I know there are some people who see the bestseller label and they're like, oh, that means that everyone loves this book because they bought it. So I got to buy it and read it. So mm. it really depends on the person. For me, it's an honor and something I'm proud of and an achievement I'm proud of. Um, but it's not something that I, I gloat like, oh, yes, I'm a bestseller. Like, no, I'm a great, you know, author. That's what I'm proud of. I'm a great writer. That's what I'm proud of. I'm proud of the people who read the book or read my books and love my books and review my books and say they're great. That's what I think is the bigger um, achievement for me. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Box is a fantasy series, right? Yes. So fantasy series. So right now, you have three books out in that series, and you're you're looking forward to the next one. I think. I, I think I, I'm right by saying that. Am I? Yeah, it's it's four now. <laughs> yeah. So you have published four books already. So, yeah. because there is a trend for, um, you know, fantasy books, because you're creating a new world where people can, when you say fiction, and it is fantasy, I think, is the real, like the full-fledged fiction, because other fictions, we try to base them on reality, somehow touch reality, and when, when fantasy is, like, absolutely different from reality, and we just want yeah. it, just no world. So, um <clears throat> There's, I, I feel like there's this one challenge in fantasy that, you know, you will have to have like a really, really, uh, you know, unique and like an absolutely different, you know, setup from the reality. That can sometimes be challenging. Uh, how did you, because when you say God, like that, there are going to be commonalities, though we are separated by religion, though we are all separated by continents and countries and borders and everything. There are still certain things that human, you know, uh, experience encompasses. Very normal things like normal emotions. Like, you know, we all like our, like, you know, a partner, a child. Yeah. All, all, all that is very common. Uh, do you think that, um, 
some fantasies they might not you know bring this into fantasy or do you think a fantasy should bring the normal human experience into it or should it be like completely different from what reality is for me i think it's really if you're going to write fantasy you have to have some connection to the real world and for me when i write fantasy my connection is through the characters so that's what feels realistic that's what people connect to and they get to explore this connection through the lens of this fantasy world with these characters and i think where some fantasy books do fall short is that they do focus so much on the whimsical and the magic and the adventure and they forget that a book you have to follow characters and you have to believe in their story and believe in their ups and downs and follow that and when it's not persistent or it's not visible or even characters aren't likable it's hard to connect with the fantasy because you because as humans we like to connect to things we like to relate to things so if there's nothing you can relate to or understand or really ponder or think about it's hard to really grasp grasp or understand the things that we we can't think about like magic <laughs> like um fantasy gods and goddesses like pegasi you know all these things that don't truly exist in our world it's hard to imagine them when we can't even connect ourselves in that world so for me really it is about um finding a way to connect fantasy to the real world but still being imaginative with it and i've seen authors do that through nature i've seen them do it through story um storytelling or through the characters but you have to have that element of connection to the real world um whether it be big or small but it needs to be there to really sentiment your fantasy world and somewhat make it believable with that <laughs> on that note you say your characters should be connectable and um, uh, from real world uh, yes. i mean they should resemble from the real world um mm, i can understand that it's required yes of course um, but do you have any places where mm, the values the human values uh, are different in from the values of the world that you have created uh, are there any differences to to challenge yourself as a writer and later on the readers um, to give us fresh perspective or another completely uh, 360 degree uh, change in the values system as in do you have anything like that i just just curious to know yes so i do that through using my villains <laughs> so they i don't do a lot of like redeemable bad people because i want it to be known that these are bad people and their decisions are bad and they're hurting others <laughs> and uh, me writing them i'm still like oh my goodness this is terrible like why would you do this and mm -hmm. i think even through that it's still a way of connecting because we can understand that i don't believe i'm not following your story or i don't support what you're doing and i think that's what makes the character strong cuz you can say this is a bad character or this is a bad person mm -hmm. even in this world or mm -hmm. i don't really you know i have some people who read books my books and be like oh i don't like this character like i can sometimes understand where they're coming from but at other times it's morally 
questionable, like how they made those decisions. And I think that's what humanizes it because no one's a perfect, quote unquote, perfect human. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as perfect. And we all make mistakes, some greater than others. Um, we all have our faults. And I think writing that in and really challenging myself to not make everyone like a good guy or a good person or someone like, oh, well, you know, you messed up in book two. Let's, let's make you a better person in book three or book four. It's like, no, they, they did bad and they need consequences for what they did, even in this fantasy world. So really exploring that um, challenged me as a writer because Again, I want everyone to be nice to each other and <laughs> really, <yeah. laughs> but, I love it. So yeah, sweet. But... <laughs> Especially the uh, American literature. I know what I'm gonna say is gonna be a little controversial, but still. So uh, when they when most of the fantasy fantasy worlds that American literature or the movie community creates are basically ideas from Asia or Africa, like the tribal, you know, beliefs or the tribal culture that they bring it and they call it fantasy. And they call it inspired by this culture. Aborigines and, yeah, I know. If yes. they bring that ideas and they present it to the world as fantasy because none folklore. of us know about Folklore, yeah. People mm-hmm. don't know about it. They think it's a fantasy which was a Segment of the imagination of the director himself, which actually is not, and it's actually a culture maybe there, and someday it's gonna pop up, and you know people are gonna say, you know, copy it from here. Please stop saying it's your own fiction. Yeah. Have you taken some form of inspiration from any existing culture, or is it ex- exclusively your imagination that has created this fantasy world? So for me, I'm African, so both my parents are from Cameroon. So I grew up with their storytelling and them telling me about the lore of that home and, you know, the different things people believed in, what they believed in. So that did inspire my fantasy, but it's not encompassed in it. Um, You know, I read other books from other authors, from other fantasy authors, and even reading that helps me expand expand and explore my creativity but i never claim that everything i've written is just me it's like no i i (laughs) i have ideas that i'm like oh that's an amazing story or that's an amazing tale like what if i put a twist on it or what if this happened what if that happened um i do know that Again, there are some authors that will come out and be like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I came up with, I, I saw this thing and I and I just ran with it. And it's like, no, you you have to be humble in where you got your source material. Like you, you know, all fantasy stems from some type of inspiration. Um, because even like, say you make a fantasy story about vampires, you didn't create vampires. Even if your vampires work differently from, you know, traditional vampire stories, or retellings, you didn't come up with that. Someone else did. Another um, folklore it came from. So there's always fantasy is always building off of other fantasy and other stories and other tales. And we have to be honest with ourselves to say, yes, I have source material. Yes, I I learned or I went somewhere or I read something or I was told something and that's where my this idea came from or this idea came from. Um, trying to make it that yes, though fantasy, you do make up a lot of the things, but there's still 
in every fantasy story I've read and every author I know who's honest, <laughs> it comes from another source. It comes from an inspiration. It comes from the stories your parents told you or your grandparents told you or you read about as a child. And that's what you can do to make your own fantasy story because we all building off of previous fantasy stories we've learned or read about or were inspired about. That's beautiful. That's beautifully put. Uh, I'm coming back to. Um, I'm I'm fascinated by that best-selling author. Like, right? um, how does that uh, uh, decide or or say sales? Uh, is it uh, directly proportional? Uh, was it first in the play uh, in the first place directly proportional to, for you to get that brand? And after you got the brand. Is it also influencing the number number of sales? Have you seen that? And yes, are you so are you self published? Sorry, are you self published? Yes. Oh, I am. I keep self published. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it wasn't my original. I I didn't plan to be a best selling author. I just planned to sell books, and if it came, it came. If it didn't, um, it didn't. But once it did come, and I remember to actually tell people that, hey, I am a <laughs> best-selling author. Um, and surprisingly, it took me two years to do that um, because, again, I I focus on more of just connecting and learning and growing with other authors that I sometimes forget to go, hey, you, you also have <laughs> done well and, you know, are out there creating. But it does help. Um, because I, I'm an Amazon bestselling author. So when you go on to, you know, the bestselling list, I'm in the top 50 and you'll see the book. And then that's how people click and read and buy. Um, and I've, again, been one for about two years now. So I've been on the list, um, bestsellers list for about two years. So it has helped with book sales. Um, but even with that being said, you still have to market your book. <laughs> you still have to go and do interviews and go to show shows and do tours and you know really still put your voice out there because there's no way it can be sustainable if you know every day someone thousands of people probably are publishing books and thousands of people are reading and buying those books so if you want to stay a bestseller you have to promote and sell your book so um, I think this being consistent with my marketing too has also helped my book's longevity. Um, yes. <laughs> and I think that's where some authors do fall short is that once they do get that title or that brand, they're like, oh, I'm a bestseller. I don't need a, you know, I don't need a market. I don't need to promote my work anymore. And it's like, no, trust me, someone is going to publish another book and take your spot too. Like there's, you know, before I was a bestseller, there was someone who else had that spot. Before then, there was someone else and so on and so forth. So um, this being consistent, again, with marketing and promoting your work is what keeps you and what helps and can aid you into becoming a bestseller. Mm. Mm. So, uh, like, because it's, a fact, because it's your debut work and you've come up with a series. How did that happen? Because you, did you have like an idea and you thought, I mean, I cannot write one book to fix this into and I have to make it into a series or you just wrote and just happened to be a series or was this your plan? 
So it was not my plan. This was originally just supposed to be a standalone book, one book done, and then I'll move on to the next. And I, midway through writing the ending, I realized, I was like, oh, I can't end it like this. Like, I, like how I wanted to end it, I was like, I, there needs to be more. I was like, okay, so I'll make a sequel book and then I'll be done. And then I made the sequel and I was like, these characters, they, there still needs to be more. There's still some ends I need to tie and the, all these questions that need to be answered. I was like, okay, I'll make it a trilogy. And then before I even started writing the third book, I was like, no, I have to make this a full-fledged series. <laughs> and when are you going to come out of the series and write something else? When are you going hopefully, to do that? <laughs> hopefully, after book six, I will be done with six? this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it, just, it just kept going. I just said, oh, goodness. I, I was like, okay, after six, I was like, I have to stop myself. I have to end this. Because I will be and on not a JK rolling in the making. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> truly, but I as I wrote and as I continue to write, I still have other ideas of other books that I, I put pins in. I'm like, okay, I have a name for you, I have a idea after I have to focus, finish this series, and then I can work on you. And I just have <laughs> I just have like all these little ideas just like waiting on me on my computer, just like, well, hurry, yeah. you got two more books to go. And I'm like, I know, but that's, <laughs> keep that's damn inspiring. Very good, very good. Six. I'm really yeah. blown away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now you were saying about the process of uh, marketing. To reach the best-selling of the brand, right? The brand is there. <clears throat> now, um, I want to know, genuinely, because I don't know, I know mm -hmm. of many, many good books that are there silently, uh, low profile, read by genuine readers, still going on, ongoing, but they have mm -hmm. nothing, no numbers uh, that they can share proudly. It, it's never the case. I mean, they can't sell, uh, can't sell even maybe thousand a year or something, for example, okay? Mm -hmm. So, have you come across a, a, a best-selling book that you mm -hmm. you thought uh, the content or the style or whatever, the book itself doesn't actually deserve the best-selling? It happened only through constant uh, investment in marketing and promotion. Have you come across such a book? And uh, uh, what's excess in this process? I mean, all the time it is. It it seems to me, at least, for a person, simple person uh, who only loves writing, everything mm -hmm. everything seems like excess marketing, promoting, and it. Yes. What can be excess in the contemporary world? And there are two parts to this question. You may want to answer. Okay. Thank you. Um, I would say there are some books usually <laughs> traditionally published that I'm like, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe this, you know, this wasn't my cup of tea or I, you know, usually because <laughs> traditionally published authors and companies, they have that bigger platform to boast out their books for the marketing, for the promotion. So whether or not it's a good book, they're going to be bought because it's already set. There's already a deal made. There's already contracts set. You know, 
it's already been done. Um, whereas for say a self-published author, um, depending on how or why you're publishing, um, it can be a lot more difficult. Um, for me, again, I didn't start out with *A Child of Tempest*, um, the book, my first book that was um, bestseller. I published that in 2019. I didn't get bestseller until about a couple of years after that, mm -hmm. and you know, it took a, again work and a marketing and really being resilient and believing that you know I can market this book, I can sell this book. Um, and not everyone has that drive or passion to do so. Again, when I first started, I was like, oh, once I just publish it, uh, you know, I'm going to sell a 10,000 books and I'll be on my way and I don't have to do anything anymore. And it's, again, because the market is just like any market, it's fluctuated with books. I can go into a bookstore and <laughs> you, we all know by there's hundreds of books, you know, they're Barnes thousands, and Nobles, it, yeah, just yeah. thousands. And, you know, putting it in that perspective, like your book is one of a thousand that may have been published that day. And you have to put in that work to, um, to market it. Um, even if you are a traditional published author, you still have to put in work to market your book. Um, because after that advancement goes, it, it may not be sustainable and <laughs> people will be like, oh, well, you know, I bought it. You know, they're not going to keep buying the same, the first book. So you have to still market out to new readers. So you can keep um, your work sustainable or your um, sales sustainable. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Valentine. So um, which one will you prefer? Um, the content or the brand when you go and buy a book for yourself just for reading what's your choice Def definitely content <laughs> I definitely prefer I, I know there are authors I've read that I love um, one of my favorite authors her name is Lois Lori um, I'm probably butchering her name even though I love her and she wrote The Giver and it's my all time favorite book um, and she had a, I believe it was a sequel to it. And I read the sequel and I was like, um, <laughs> I don't, it's like, uh, I was like, this isn't, this is, this isn't for me. Again, same author, you know, that brand is the same, but the content of those books are different. I can tell you from the first page to the end of the last page of The Giver through and through, I love it. I read it all the time. But the sequel, it didn't do it for me, you know? So I think content really is over brand. I know for some people, no matter what an author will publish, they'll go buy it and they'll be like, oh, it's 10 out of 10. And, you know, that's great for you. But for me, I prefer the content because if I just focus on the brand, then I'm losing value in what's been written. Do you and like for yourself or to cater to your readers? Because... You're into, I mean, you're planning a six and I mean, I mean, but after you just said if the sequel didn't work for you, uh, you are uh, courageous, uh, six you're in, the, in plan. And yeah. that means you have that confidence. Um, now, um, <clears throat> do you write for yourself, for your joy, or do you write so that many will like? 
what do you, what is in your mind when you actually work in progress i definitely say i write for myself um i think that also plays into me being a self published author because i know that i get to control what i write when i write when i publish that's cool. um, yeah that's true and I'm a planner, so if I'm doing something, I want to be able to be like, okay, this month I'm doing this, this month I'm doing this, this month, so on and so forth. But I also want to be able to give myself time to break and breathe and sometimes step away because I the hardest book for me to write was my third book because it was, I was like, okay, I can't do this. And for a month, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch draft. I just had to leave it be versus if I'm writing for an audience it it kind of fluctuates it, it's hard to do that because you don't know who's going to read your books you know you don't know when you put your book out you can think okay these people are going to be my audience they're going to be ones that attract attracted to my book and read it but you won't know that until it's published and you know i found out most of my readers are in their late 20s to 30s you know, these people may have families, these people may, you know, they have established jobs and they're the ones reading my books. You know, I, I couldn't plan that. I couldn't predict that. And if I try to write towards an audience, which again, you can tell when some authors are, um, it feels a little ingenuine because, you know, if I'm truly, if you truly want, especially for fanny, want to fantasy, want to write, you have to write for yourself. You know, you have to start off as a writer to write for yourself because if you're only thinking through that monetary goal or that uh, the possession, like, oh, I'm going to get rich off of this, like, you're not doing, you're not writing for the right reasons. Um, so definitely writing how, for yourself. How do, mm -hmm. how do reviews uh, influence your uh, next? Uh, in the series, um, do they influence in the first place, and how do they influence? So I would say, in some ways, they do influence, and others they don't. There are sometimes people be like, "Oh, I can't read. I can't wait to read more about this character." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not writing about them at all in the next book. Sorry, <laughs> like they weren't even <laughs> they weren't in the plan. They weren't in the synopsis. They're they're not even in the outline. Sorry, uh, <laughs> maybe a little prequel for them. But <laughs> bye bye. Then, yeah, bye bye. Sorry." <laughs> But um, in some ways, they do influence through people wanting to, again, they're like, oh, I would really like to dive into this topic. Or, you know, she, I felt this character was rushed. And I'm like, okay, well, they think this character was rushed. That's like, why do they think that? How did I, like, how can mm -hmm. I improve? Mm -hmm. Because reviewing is a form of feedback for writers. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to find that balance between taking in that feedback Mm -hmm. from the people who are reading your books and who are buying your books, especially when you're writing a series, and also still keeping base of what you want to write. That's you know, right. I can't, again, you can't appease everybody. You can't yes. write for everybody. So, you know, knowing, okay, well, my readers, all of them are saying they really want to see more of this or they really enjoy this part of the story. How can I, how am I incorporating that in the next book versus oh, well, they said they didn't like this part or they didn't like this character. I'm going to kill them off and never going to see them again. It's like, mm -hmm. no, you have to find the balance between 
still writing what you want to write, but also listening to what your readers want you to write or um, what they like reading about your writing too. The, I think that's the, are there characters uh, repeated uh, throughout the series? Yeah. That is one question. Second is, <clears throat> how big are your book, each of them? Is it uh, a thick, I mean, many number of pages, like 400, 300, 500? How big are they? Are they so my, mm. so my books aren't too big, so they're easy to read. Um, okay. And there it is. it follows two royal families, and those are the main characters, and you see their different perspectives throughout the series. Um, and follow their journeys of growth and some people's journeys of who, who need growing that don't grow. Um, <laughs> if they grow, then you will have to stop your series. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let them not grow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, they're not too long. So that's why, again, um, I really do focus on making those characters believable and realistic so you can connect with them. Um, and not feel rushed with the characters while, um, pace, a lot of it is pacing. So I, when I feel like, okay, this is, this is good. I don't need to write more. I don't need to write less. This is how I can convey this story, especially any, for this year. Any kind of research into your writing process? Oh, definitely. I, okay. <laughs> I am a, like I said, I plan. So I am a research. I love to research. I've always been a lover of getting of history and okay. folklore and okay. fairy tales. Okay. So I, for each book, I always do a PowerPoint. And okay. PowerPoint. Oh, I, <laughs> when I was starting just the series. Can yeah, I hack into your laptop? <laughs> oh, Micah, it's tired of me because most of these, I think the shortest one has only a hundred slides. So some of them, yeah, some of them get really, like, I get really expansive and I, I kind of go, oh, well, this needs to happen and this needs, and I need to have this detail into this even. And for some, some of them, it's just, again, for my enjoyment, because some of the details I write out or added don't ever show up in the book. You know, I have a whole fantasy world with different countries and you're not going to be in all the countries, but I, I can tell you their leaders. I can tell you how many kids they have. I can tell you how long they've been ruling. <laughs> you know, how they, I can do all of that. Um, and that was mainly just for more of my personal enjoyment um, and just fun. And maybe one day I'll make it into a reference guidebook. I don't know. Non-fiction, <laughs> non-fiction book in the making. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Like ask you because your first book came out in 2019 and you're already four books in. Yes. Like you are, you are, you know, shelling out like one book a year. I mean, how has that been? Because for me, it's like a, I take like years. So how have, how have you been, you know, consistent in writing like one book a year? And because I understand self-publishing, I understand you don't have that. You know, deadlines that additional publishers have, because that deadline sometimes, at least for me, they act as a, you know, they, they, they make sure that I complete that <laughs> book. But otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. So, uh, how, how did you, uh, you know, do that? So for me, I was in college during the time of writing these books. 
Um, I started writing before I entered. So book one was pretty much, uh, at least the first draft was pretty much finished. Um, and again, planning out, I'm very meticulous with planning. I was like, okay, oh. this one, you're going to write 2,000 like words. Like this it. one, you're going to write, yes. I, I love to plan and have everything scheduled. Um, and, you know, I think everyone has their own pace that they have to go at. And I, love, everyone, to plan. I love to plan. I'm a planning yeah. freak. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I know there are some authors who write books in a month and can knock out a book in a month and then in four months, boom, it's published. You know, it might. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, I think everyone just has to go at their own pace. You know, I've interviewed with authors who took 10 years to write one book. I interviewed them that taken a month to write and then publish. So I think it's just really understanding your pace and going at it and being okay. Like, you know, it's okay if you don't publish your book in a year since you started writing. It's okay if it takes you 10 years. You know, as long as you keep writing is the most important thing and the most important part. And you don't lose that passion for it. Yes. I think that's the important thing because yeah. there is a goal and you will get there no matter how long it takes. So. Lovely, lovely. Very well said. So, uh, I think uh, right now we can talk a little bit more about women's books. Because I, mm -hmm. I, I am very happy that we've been doing this for almost two, three years now. Mm -hmm. Four years now. So mm -hmm. nice to that. Uh, so, are you still uh, a student? Are you? Are you still a student? No, I, I graduated last year. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Thankfully, I graduated last year. <laughs> Sweet. And, and to be doing six, uh, you know, six in one series. At such a young age, I'm really uh, impressed, um, inspired. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, can you can you uh, you know uh, get us to to uh, you know talk a little bit more about this book because we want to know how that process goes. Like, how can authors approach you, or do you approach authors, and what are the services that this book gives? So. For Wins Books, right now we do free interviews and book spotlights. And I have different two different ways of getting authors. So um it's, it's more it's kind of fifty fifty. So fifty percent is from referrals. So other authors that'll be like, Hey, well Winnie and Wins Books are great for new authors or authors <laughs> need promotion. I'm like, Okay. And that's how I um I've been getting a lot of authors from that. And then the other way let is me let me repeat that. Hey, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the other way is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, the other way is through um my social media channels. So um well not right now, but um next month or kinda at the end of this month. I open up submission forms um, and I post that. I say, hey, I'm looking for authors to do author spotlights or author interviews um, or book interviews. And I do have some that are centered around um, different holidays or things. Um, um, for example, for February, I did Black History Month and I also had um, books um, for Valentine's Day, so romance novels. So I, I'll post and say, hey, if you know anyone who's interested or who writes in the genre who would be interested, you know, let them message me or email me. And that's how I also generate um, author submissions. 
well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how does that help? Like, have have there been authors who told you that your shorter term journeys have helped them increase sales or have, have you know created awareness towards their books? How how does that translate to you know productivity of the book? Yes. So I've had authors who started um, with one book and then go on and they start their own publishing companies because it's doing well. Oh. Um, there was an author oh. who, he, yeah, she had reached back out to me. Please have like, me on, please have me once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I won't start a publishing company. <laughs> I know. You never know. I, 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 you know, well, I know I'm very bad at money and uh, uh, no, 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 not for me. <laughs> As an author, I want to be on your platform. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. I Look, I accept all authors of all genres, so you're welcome. Uh, but I was, I think about, last, yeah, yeah, last year, I had an author who had reached out to me. And she was like, hi, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a year or so ago, you had did an author interview with me. And now I have my own magazine company and I publish magazines and I want to have you do an article in the magazine as like a thank you. And I was like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> damn, so, damn, damn. Yeah. So, you know, I've you, not only are you self motivated, you're motivating so many people. So admiring. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's always so lovely. Like, mm -hmm. authors, you know, they will still connect with me and be like, hey, I, I, I nominate you for this, or hey, I, like, I, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think you would be great for this podcast. So <laughs> always like keeping in touch and supporting each other. And again, that's really what Wins Books is about. It's about community with other writers and authors. Wins book, book is about winning. <laughs> yes. You said they were going that you usually do shout outs and you, you do interviews. So how does this interview, is it like a social media interview or is it like a written interview or just an interview is posted on your blog or do you have other forms of, you know, like how does the shout out work? So I shout out on my social medias through graphics and then I do actual um, blogs on and written interviews on my website. Um, one day, maybe I might do <laughs> video content, uh, but I know that's a lot more time consuming and a lot more effort needs to go into that, that I, but how I'm going, I don't have time for it. <laughs> but, um, as of now, it's written and they're posted on my website on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays and, um, shared through all my social media accounts and then also posted onto um, my Facebook and Instagram. And again, so authors also can see it and then also share with their followers too. I think I have, I've done your shout outs, right? You have done the yeah. shout out for me. Yeah. Not the interview. So you're going to have to do my. Yes. <laughs> you, you shout out mine and later do the interview also for me. Um... Yes. <laughs> so I think mine was in last year's uh, March uh, for the Women's Month. I think yes. I started doing for the Women's Month. Yes, for Women's History Month. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's again like one of the like event themes I do. So um this year I didn't do it because I just um was doing a lot of planning for other stuff for Wins Books that's happening and book promotion as well. So and with February and January I did a lot of book sales and um book tours. So <laughs> I didn't have I was like I again giving my time myself time to break and you know, reel in so I can um, make better products and make better books um, and provide better services. Um, because I, what I don't want to do is provide interviews or spotlights that are subpar um, because that's not fair to the author um, who is, you know, sharing their story with me and sharing their time and hoping for promotion. It's not right for me to do, oh, well, let me just quickly do this and then get it out there. And I said, I did it. And because it is free, I think um, I don't charge, but I still want to give a quality, you know, oh, review yeah. or excuse me, interview and process for the author. Because again, that's how I build connection. If I, you know, if you, I've done interviews where they're like, okay, you're in, answer these four questions and then we'll post <laughs> it, you know, sometime this month. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's an interview, you know, but I really do like to, you know, I email the author and I talk to them. I ask them questions about their journeys. Um, I make every interview unique for them and, um, special for them because I want them to have their own unique interview and get, again, get something quality, not just because it's free that it's just, mm. okay, answer this. I'll post it next week you know and that's it like no i want you know again that's how i help you and that's how you help me too through this um I, community and partnership i appreciate that uh, I, I, this is the best part of the whole thing i think that genuineness you know rather than just get, do it and get it done with uh, this is very beautiful and keep yes don't change yes please yes <laughs> keep, <laughs> that, keep that intact <laughs> you're so young you should have it all the way. Please. Thanks. Is <laughs> <laughs> our publishing houses directly uh, apart from the authors for Wins Books? Um, right now it's maybe just me. I haven't <laughs> I again it's all about time and what I know I can manage and also what I know I can pay for and I would love to one day make it more inclusive for other authors to publish through wins books. Um, but again, these are all future, future, future. Plans. Do you have, do um, you have uh, beta readers uh, in your circle? Uh, is yes. one question. And who does the final edit for you? Uh, a professional, do you go for it? Uh, you can share the task, please. Oh, yeah, I definitely have beta readers. I definitely have four or five <laughs> uh, editors. I <laughs> I always joke. I was like, I don't know if I'm getting better at catching my mistakes or I'm just so used to seeing them that I just gloss over them and like, oh, this is this is a perfectly make, make this sentence makes perfect sense. <laughs> so I, I definitely have four, five, ten, as many eyes as I can get on my books. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that makes, again, a better quality book. And um, 
again, I, I love to read. And even when I'm reading, I'll be like, hey, I see that mistake. And, <laughs> you know, you, you, you always want to, you know, there's no such thing as the perfectly edited book that has no mistakes whatsoever. Because again, everyone edits different. Everyone may word something different, but you want to get closest to good. You want to get that's at least right. both that's, right. that's right. So, um, yeah. but definitely, and I, and you know, I know there are some self-published authors that again, because you're self-published, you can do everything by yourself for free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kudos to them that say, oh, yes, I published and I edited my book myself and I did all this myself. And I'm like, that is great. But if I sat here and edited my own book, <laughs> I would still only have one book <laughs> and it wouldn't be published. I could do that. So that's, definitely. That's, that's nice. That's nice. How better can we as a community of authors be, uh, you know, helpful of each other? for marketing each other's books other than writing because we all do write reviews for each other because we all know that you know it's gonna help each other and we all and because you are doing a lot of it. We are we're not doing it professionally they ask you but we're just doing it as like you know like with with we have friends who are authors that we write reviews for your books and all that. So how can we as a community help each other more? I think the first thing is being honest. Um of what you can and can't do. Um, you know, I know there are some authors that are like, oh yeah, I can definitely like, if you, you know, if you pay me this, I can definitely get you a hundred views or uh, excuse me, a hundred reviews or whatever, what it is, or um, saying, oh, well, you know, I, I would totally love to collaborate with you. And, you know, nothing comes out of that. Um, <laughs> being honest with your time and what you can do, you know, like I said, I can't say, oh, yeah, I published my book. I can totally publish your book. You know, I've done it before. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i not in that space to, you know, start doing that. And you, I, I see a lot of authors that, you know, fall out with each other because they're not honest with their goals and intentions. I've had authors that I've, you know, I've connected with and I've had to step back because, again, there was disconnects in communication and goals and plans and what we really wanted end goals to be and you know not everyone has the same vision and that's fine but yes. being honest with that and upfront yes. at the beginning yes. i think both helps the community and then helps us you know hey i don't publish books um besides my own but i know some people who do mm-hmm. i know some you know authors who have publishing companies i know some authors who know publishing companies that can help you out you know being honest with what you can and can't do i think is really big and not gatekeeping that away because again i could say oh well i only you know write interviews for people who i know or who i know have read my book and again <laughs> that doesn't help <laughs> you know that doesn't help me grow or expand as an author or as a communicator or as a marketer that's you have right. to be open to, yes. you know, different genres. Like, I don't write cookbooks. I don't, I buy cookbooks. I never read them. But I had authors. <laughs> Do you cook? <laughs> oh, definitely. I definitely cook. I'll look at the picture. But like, you, oh, I can make you too. Is it YouTube? <laughs> Not both. Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Look, I, oh, I'll go to the store. And I'm like, oh, these recipes look great. I go and buy it, and then I I just cook whatever. <laughs> but with that being said, I still have authors, you know, 
<laughs> who are who write cookbooks who are on one's books. I have mm-hmm. I've I'm not a horror person. I don't do paranormal. I terrified, but I have <laughs> four authors who you know. I have authors who write that don't speak English or French. Um, who don't, um, that's not their first language, that are of different religions or belief systems. You know, I think being open and accepting and really understanding that not everyone's going to write the same thing you do helps you better understand your own writing and expand it because you can still, you can always learn from different people and different Mm -hmm. backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that there are some authors that do try to be more close-minded and like, oh, well, I only do this for this certain type of author, which I mean, okay, if that's what you do, but again, back to that honesty, be honest about it. Like be honest about what, why you're providing these services or who you're providing them to. Um, Because again, there are people that even though they may have good intentions, they're not honest about it. And then (laughs) when you figure out, it might be too late. So (laughs) I think again, Mm -hmm. really just being authentic and honest and open to helping or you know asking for help too um which is another big thing because again there are people who are like oh i don't i again i can publish my own book i can edit my own book i can design the book cover it's like yes you can but (laughs) that may not mean you're going to sell your book you know you still need help with marketing but if you're all on this mighty high horse that oh i can do everything myself you know, you may not, it may be worse for you in the future or in the long run. So again, being open and honest, really, I think that's what helps with the writing community and author community, um, especially for self-published and, you know, not shunning whether you're self-published, whether you're traditionally published or you're hybrid published, being open, like that's the path they chose and that's the decision they made. You know, we, we're at the end of the day, we're all writers, we're all authors. So still trying, you know, finding that balance and, again, honesty and being authentic and real about what you can and can't do. So, mm, yeah. 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 Okay. So mm-hmm. I think this is, this is time for us to uh, go to our next segment of this session, which is called World of W's. World of W's is nothing but W questions, like what he precise. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's almost like a rapid fire round, basically. So, uh, okay. If, if people could not listen to the entire episode, they could just scroll down here and it will be like a small gist of what we've spoken till now and they can just listen to it and get the gist of it basically. So, yeah. Now, what I would like to know is, when is your next book due? Like, when is the next book uh, coming out? If willing, next year. <laughs> <laughs> if willing. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully book five will be out sometime next year 2024 um and if not it'll be early 2025 we'll just <laughs> <see>. <laughs> what other genres are you um interested in trying in future so i right now i've done fantasy and a bit of sci-fi and I did with um, a lot of other book businesses make a it's it's a non-fictional uh, reference guide for self-published authors. Um, so really expanding that and making more additions to that directory would be really fun. Um, maybe one day I'll do poetry. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I can I can rhyme a little bit. Um, okay, <laughs> but, um, 
I'm not too sure about that one. Um, I felt from the from the minute we started, I felt you're a poetry, moving poetry, dancing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I. I'll be back in to talk about a poetry book. Um, but I, I am I do love poetry. Um, I'm an avid reader and lover. I just bought a poetry book by um another self-published author. Um, mm-hmm. well, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's it's sitting in my little bookcase waiting for me to read it. So, um, maybe one day I will do poetry. Um, and maybe more. Um, you know. Uh. You forgot uh, the nonfiction book you're supposed to be Yeah, I was going to say more nonfiction <laughs> and um, like reference guides, really, again, focusing on helping and guiding authors. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really what I would like to do more if I do expand out of fantasy. Um, mm. yes. Yeah. So how can authors approach with books? So you can come approach me through my website, winsbooks.blog through my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Pinterest, <laughs> all, all the good things. Um, and all of it's wins books, or you can even email me at winnies.books1 um, at gmail.com. I answer all of them. I <laughs> look at all of them at least once a day. So um, <laughs> there's always ways to contact me and I'm open to asking answering questions. I've had authors reach out and be like, hey, I just have a question about this. I'm like, sure. Um, so if you want questions, advice, if you want an author interview, you know, reach out to me. Um, or reach out to someone you know who knows me or follow oh, me. Oh, lovely. How has Vince Books community helped you promote your books? Um, again, it's mainly because it is a community of other authors and writers. And because, again, it's a it's a transactional um, partnership. So I promote their work and then they in turn promote mine. Um, I've Again, I've had authors tell me about, hey, this book tour is coming up. You should join it. Hey, this fair is coming. You should join it. Hey, I sent a nomination for you for this um, award. Like, so really it has helped me promote and, again, expand my audience because, I'm connecting with all types of authors who then I get to connect with their audience as well. And they get to connect with mine and we just keep continue to grow from each other. So that's so um, healthy. Really, so, so, yeah. so, so lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and that's what I really wanted. I didn't want it to just be a give or take, you know? Um, and again, that's why I also keep the interviews free because Again, I know not every author can pay fifty to a hundred dollars for again four questions, and I'll post it next week. So, <laughs> I I have some gripes because I've been through that process, so I understand. So you know, you you know, you're going to remember when you hey, this person did a free interview for me, and it was a great interview. Like, of course, I can recommend their book, or of course, I can share this with my friends, and you know, in turn. I don't ever delete any of the interviews. You can always go back to it. The only time I'll take it down is when you tell me to take it down. Oh. You know, I keep it on there. You know, if say it's a, um, I've had some authors who say like they delayed book publishing. So they're like, Hey, can we, um, for this, uh, book spot, like, can we delay like when it's published because there's delays and I'm like, Oh, colors, you know, I don't mm-hmm. take it down. I don't do any, they stay there forever. That's and brilliant. Stay- 
That's because good. again, it's accumulative. I I see the stats. I see people will still come back, or people will search up authors' names or their books, and when books pops up, and again, that helps me because now they're okay. We're checking out this book, and they're like, "Oh, who's one of friends? What does she write?" That's so, very good. Again, really Even LOL will will have uh, the audio uh, podcast uh, permanently there, and all the also the video link you will get. Which yeah. will be permanently there. There will be two links to your episode. We are so happy you joined us. <laughs> Thank you. I was happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to know, um, you know, like um, how the session was for you, and uh, where can our uh, audience find your books? So you can find my books on virtually almost every. <laughs> Book selling platform Ooh, from but... Amazon <laughs> to Barnes and Noble to Book Civilian to Walmart. I I have them everywhere, and then of course you can always find them on the Wins Books Bins. website. Yes, so keep you can winning, always find them. Keep winning, keep winning, winning. <laughs> Thank you. So, if you can tell us about your experience with LOL and uh, what you felt. Today, it was our awesome. session. Yeah, and it was great. It was awesome. I think it was great. I enjoyed it. You know, I I don't do many podcasts or video interviews just because I'm busy with a thousand other things. But when I get the opportunity, I do. I'm very thankful. And you guys had such insightful and fun conversation and questions. And I always love to talk about writing and my story and the wins books you know that's my baby so i love talking about <laughs> it and really how i can still connect with more authors because now we connect and yeah. you know soon you'll have another i'll have another author interview to be posting and yes. <laughs> so, um again reaching out and i i just i just love that i love to really sit down with other authors and just talk about writing and talk about books i think that's again how I grow because I can now learn from you and you learn from me and you know that's how we get better as readers and writers. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Keep winning, Winnie. Thank you. Uh, if you can, uh, ha uh, you know, talk a few uh, parting words for our aspiring authors and authors who are looking forward to connecting with you. So for aspiring authors, again, keep writing. You will meet the finish line no matter how long it takes. It's okay. Everyone's writing journey is unique and different, and that's what makes it special. That's what will make your writing special. Um, again, you can reach me at Wins Books, W-I-N-S, books, everywhere, on social media, on the internet. Everywhere. <laughs> Thank you so much, Winnie. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming.